Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now, please find yourself a seat at their table. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. I'm PJ. And I'm Mike. And we're doing this through Zoom today. Um, this is our first time doing a, a digital uh, off-site remote podcast, so it might sound a little different, look a little different. Um, bear with us because we're just getting used to the technology, but we think we have it figured out. So uh, we're going to talk about Comic-Con today, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, 2023, folks. Um, PJ went there on a mini vacation, so I'm curious to hear his his journey there. I went to a local one here in Long Island. It's called Eternal Con, which is um, at Hofstra University. Um, so I got I basically had a college campus. It was very nice. So, um, but PJ, you know, we always start our shows off with a childhood memory. So, my question to you, man, what was the superhero that got you into comics? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an easy one for me. Um, if you see my Zoom behind me, my uh, my background, <laughs> see the Daily Planet. Uh, my favorite superhero and probably the first superhero I ever read a comic book for is Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. I always remember you as a kid. Um, you know, I think of you just with those colors, man. I think your first car, you actually had like uh, the Superman. Like, I did. Uh, I had the Superman logo right on the hood. Yeah. Yep. And you had it on the uh, like on the uh, the floor mats. I remember. Yep. I think that was it was a Hyundai accent. It was a red Hyundai accent, yeah, and I yeah, uh, yeah. I put the Superman S all over that car. It was, yeah. mm-hmm. and then after that I got the PT Cruiser and I put the Superman S on that too. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, I have a history of getting red and blue cars so that I could make it a Superman car each time. Right, right, right. Oh cool. Mm-hmm. And then for me, folks, uh, I mean, Batman got me into comic books. Um, you know, 1989, Michael Keaton. You know, Jack. That kind of obviously started. I was like. You know, so I was about maybe four or five around there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just became, you know, after that, it was just a uh, um, snowball of uh, comic book characters. And fun fact for our, for our listeners, um, PJ was actually the first guy to actually get me uh, comic books. That's my first. I still have them, actually. So he gave it to me maybe in the maybe sixth or seventh grade because I was like, I was getting, I was, you know, at this time, you know, I already played, with, you know, I was into X-Men and. Batman and Spider-Man and all that stuff. I said, I want to get into comic books, and PJ was the, was the guy to go to back then. So <laughs> so he gave me, like, my first, uh, you know, taste of comics. I think my collection is nowhere near PJ. I think I have about maybe close to 100, but PJ has thousands. That's not an exaggeration, folks. We've been PJ doing the math over thousands. the store, and it looks like my personal collection that's being used to start up the new store it's probably around thirty to forty thousand comic books. Oh my god! Yeah. So uh, yeah, so PJ was very generous. He was very generous even as a kid. So he gave me about maybe four comic books. I still have them. They're still in, I still have them in the uh, you know the uh, plastics and everything. And they were all Batman actually. So actually, one Justice League one. They were fighting Parallax and everything. Is uh, uh, so so PJ kind of tell us about your journey about San Diego Comic Con twenty twenty three. You know. It was an interesting experience. I've gone to New York Comic Con, which is probably, in terms of the amount of people that attend, the highest number of people attend New York Comic Con. Oh, okay. Uh, and I go to that every year. But in terms of sheer volume and size of Comic Cons themselves, San Diego is the biggest Comic Con in the country. 
Right. Uh, I don't want to know about the world, but it might be up there for the world too. It's huge. Um, so we went three days. Uh, I was able to get tickets for three days, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, it was, you couldn't imagine just the spectacle of it all. There were so many people there. There was so much to see and do. We flew into San Diego on Wednesday so that we'd be there bright and early on Thursday and just spent the whole weekend, you know, living in our comic book glory. Um, it was an experience of like, it's tough to explain in words. Right. Uh, when we got there on Thursday, we lined up to get in the building. The Comic-Con didn't open until like nine or nine 30. We lined up at like 6 a.m. Wow. Quick question. Where is it? Like, like, like for those, for those in New York, it said the uh, Jacob Javits Center. So is there like a, like you go to like the Staples yeah. Center? Is it? There's is it- a San Diego Convention Center. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, and it's a huge, huge, huge convention center. Uh, so that's where they hold it. And it gotcha. fits, okay. I mean, it fits so many people in that. It's, it's way bigger than the Javits Center. So if you've been to the Javits Center, mm-hmm. I feel like it maybe two or three of those. Like that's how big this place is. And uh, so, yeah, we got there. Like I said, our first day was Thursday. We got there at like 6 a.m. And we didn't get in until 930. So I thought we got there early. I thought getting there at 6 a.m. meant we gave ourselves plenty of time. Couldn't have been more wrong. There were people camping out from the night before to get in. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So we were we were close to the back of the line. You know what Perfect. I mean? Like, so what's what if you were like what's like like what's the goal of uh like getting there first you get to work work first in line to meet someone or is that like what's the uh like, so what a lot of people do at San Diego is they're hunting exclusives uh, like there's all these different vendors and booths that have exclusive uh, items for sale whether it's comic books action figures sometimes it's just like enamel pins there's all sorts of different things Funko Pops and if you're not first in line, you're not guaranteed to get any of these things. I got you. A lot of booths will separate their inventory for a little bit each day. Some booths will just sell it, and once they're done, they're done. So there's no guarantee what you're going to be able to get. So that's the benefit of going early is that you can rush to the booth you really want to get to. So if there's one thing you really want and you go online first and you run straight to that booth, you might be lucky enough to get this item. Wow. But that's that's the really the benefit. The other reason people usually camp out early are for what they call the Hall H panels. Those are your big like Marvel movie panels or Warner Brother movie panels. None of those people obviously were there this year because of the strike. Right. Uh, so that that did impact Comic-Con in as much as the floor was much more packed because that that convention center, the, the halls where they do those panels can fit thousands of people. And now there's thousands of people that are normally watching a marvel panel or whatever else have nowhere to go so they flood the floor so the place was packed packed. i guess there were times that you can't even get on a line for a booth because they say sorry the line is capped you're not getting on this line come back in a few hours maybe they'll let you on so there's a lot of just like waiting in line for hours just to be able to see or buy something it's when i tell you hours there was one thing we did they have off sites also that are outside the convention center Mm -hmm. um they call them activations. Uh, so if uh, if you've ever been to San Diego before, it takes over the whole like downtown gas lamp area. Wow. The whole town. Right. It's not right. like it's just the convention center. It's the whole city. There are hotels or, or the buildings are wrapped and stuff for the just for you know the decoration of it all. But then some of these places actually turn into part of Comic Con. 
So one of the things we went to was uh, an offsite for interview, <clears throat> excuse me, interview with the vampire, oh. uh, the AMC show. Oh, okay. So what they did was they took over a hotel. I don't know which hotel it was, a Hilton or something like that. And they, there's like, a, you know how a lot of hotels have like an outside sort of sitting area, right? A concourse or something like that. They took over this whole section of the outside area of the hotel, turned it into New Orleans. Oh. That's where the show takes place. And I've only seen a couple of episodes of the show. It's, I don't know if it's the 1800s, 1900s, whenever that show takes place. Right, right. That's what they make this section of the hotel look like. So we waited in line from roughly, I don't know, maybe 11, 12 o'clock to about 3, 30, 4 o'clock. Hours. We spent hours on this line. And you walk in, and then you feel like you're in that, that TV show. They, they have actors talking with the New Orleans accent. They, they give you um, a shot of what they call blood, but it's not blood, right? It's, uh, it's like pomegranate juice, but it looks like blood. So right. you can feel like they tell you it's the that's how you get to immortality. You drink the vampire's blood. Then they see like street performers, you know, that you would have seen in old timey New Orleans. So it might, but we waited three or four hours to do it. That's like right. a half a day just to do one thing. That's how busy it is. You can't just walk into these things. If you're lucky enough, you might be able to score a reservation where you don't have to wait. But most people have to wait online. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, very, very immersive. Yeah, very immersive. Okay, cool. I guess my other question is, you know, um, like I guess look, look, I love comic books and all that stuff, and I love, I love California, I love San Diego, I love L.A. That's uh, great. Um, but like, what's like for me? Let's say I have to plan a trip there. You know, like, you know, I'm gonna go to say Universal. I'm gonna go, you know, right. Magic Mat, all those things. Like, what's like the cost to go? Like, is it like a one day? Like, it's I don't. If it's a three day weekend. Is it a one day? I'm sure they have different so, options, but. So the the cost for Comic-Con, it, it, it varies, right? So if you buy individual tickets, I think the cheapest day is like 30 or 40 bucks for a ticket. Okay. The most expensive day is like 75 bucks for a ticket. Okay. So okay, we okay. went Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So I want to say Thursday and Sunday might have been around 40 bucks a ticket, and Friday was like 75-ish a ticket. Gotcha. If you're lucky enough to get all four days, it averages out to be a little bit cheaper than buying the individual tickets because you can get a four-day ticket, like one one pass that's good for all four days. You get a little bit of a discount. Um, some people can actually, if you buy all four days, you get an option to a half a day Wednesday night, and then that'll bump up the price a little bit. So it varies, but between 40 and 80 a ticket is probably, if you're going to go for a single days, that's roughly the price for that. Mm, okay. uh, some of those off-site things I was saying, like the interview with the vampire, you don't even need a ticket for Comic-Con. You can just line up if you're in the area. That stuff is free. That's cool. Okay, okay. Nice. Yeah. No, I'm just curious. I guess if you want to see those, I guess, specific panels, that's where it starts. Right. It starts, you want to get, I wish I say merchandise, so that's where it gets great. Okay. Yeah. I just, like, it's only went to local cons. I never always want to get to Comic-Con, but they're sold out, right? I guess there's so many, you can't yeah, have the amount of people coming. They're you know? always sold out. So we got lucky. We won, like, a lottery to be able to get in and buy these tickets. Um, and that's, we were lucky enough to even get three days. Most people who, this is like I said, the first time we went to San Diego, most people, when they go to San Diego for their first time, they only get like one day. Right. But then once you've gone, you get to buy your tickets as a returning, whatever they call it, right? Returning right. guest or whatever. And then you have an option a little bit easier to buy tickets for the next year. 
Um, will I go back next year is a much different question. I'm leaning towards probably not, uh, not because it was a bad trip or anything like that, but you know, the cost for Comic-Con may be not that high, right? Right. For the two of us, it's not that bad. The hotels in the area jack up the prices, something terrible. Yeah. We, we got there, like I said, on Wednesday, we flew out on Monday. So what was that? Four nights, five nights, not a huge stay. Probably cost us over 2000 for the hotel. Right. Wow. So they they yeah. jack up the prices that much. Flights to California are very expensive. So the cost of all of that, when you add in the, the cost of the tickets, the cost of your hotel, the cost of your flights, the yeah. food, all the stuff you buy, it becomes an extremely expensive four days. Right. If, if I lived closer and I was in San Diego, I right. think I would go back the same way I go to New York every year. But to fly across the country for it again and wait online for four hours again for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't think I, don't think I would do it, um, but I wouldn't discourage other people from wanting to go because it is a good time. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess the main thing, you know, and, I, and some of some our listeners, I'm sure they've been to maybe cons. Some of our listeners never been to and they're kind of curious what it is, you know. I'm just so if like what's like besides like obviously there's a lot of booths and merchandise like what is there to do it's just like just seeing people seeing the co the cosplayers that gets that's entertainment that's yep. free entertainment <laughs> that's free entertainment the cosplayers go all out um, I put a couple of pictures up on our Instagram of some cosplayers people can scroll through but really it's about the panels to see what's coming up in comics and movies like I said this year obviously no movies and TV usually they're there. Right. Uh, for me, I don't even go to those panels anyway. I would only do the comic book ones. That's what I'm interested right. in. Uh, so I went to some DC panels, and they talk about the upcoming storylines that are going to come out. They gave away some free swag at the panels, like free comics, pins, things like that. But it, it's mostly to go to these exhibitors and see the new statues, toys that are coming out, You know, getting exclusives. That's really the whole thing. There was a very cool booth there for Star Wars, um, and they were promoting the new Ahsoka TV show that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. And they had stuff from the show there, like some of the droids, some of the props, like the lightsabers. You know, it was a whole big display. I'm a Star Wars nerd, so obviously for me, that's great. Um, Mar the Marvel booth, they had some of the costumes from, like, Guardians of the Galaxy there. Yeah. You can see the like some of the props from the movies, the costumes from the movie. The DC booth had um, the suit from the Blue Beetle movie that's going to be coming out, the Aquaman suit. So there's stuff like that, you know, these all these big displays and things you can see. I mean, there's tons to look at if you're into comic book culture. There's tons and tons there. You'll right. never see everything in one trip. If I went there all four days and spent all my time just trying to look at things, I couldn't see everything in four days. Wow. Mm -hmm. I gotcha, I gotcha. So, dude, what's, like, the average, like, age that people go to this? Because I don't really picture families. I mean, the, like, the one, the local ones I go to, they could be a little bit less expensive. Kids might, you might see a family. They might be able to bring their, you know, is there, like, is this, what's, like, the age right here? Yeah. I saw infants in, in carriages that couldn't even walk yet, all the way up to uh, one of my favorite people that I saw. The guy must have been in his mid-80s, I think. He was an older man. He was dressed up like Adam West Batman. Oh, that's perfect. And he was, uh, like I said, an older dude. And he, uh, he crafted, like, not like glove, but like attached to his glove. And it said, like, bam, pow. And he would right. pose with people and pretend oh, to punch cool. them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he would have the Bam Pow in the picture. And like I said, that guy must have been in his 80s, he looked like to me. So the, the range is there from, from very, very young to, to not so young at all. Right. I would say, and this is probably going to get hate mail, right? Eh. I don't think people should bring their kids. Um, it's 
in my opinion, and I know. Well, I was gonna say that's why I feel like these cons are really for like maybe like maybe like late teens, maybe like seven, sixteen, seventeen to like. I feel like the, their meat and potatoes is maybe to thirties, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I I get why they bring their yeah. families and all that. It's fun for everyone, but. I mean, there were you're trying to walk around in a very crowded convention center, thousands and thousands of people, and then you have just giant baby carriages and little kids and look. It, some, but I feel like a little kid would be bored though. I mean, like they I would be think fun, so but too. There's no rise there. There's no like. Yeah. I would think so too. Yeah. I think those kids are there because the parents want to go and they have nothing else to do with those kids. I don't think it's a trip for a small kid. I I almost feel like one. It's dangerous because there's thousands of people not looking out for little kids. Yeah. They could get trampled. Two, I don't see why a kid would find it fun because at that young of an age, you don't care enough about comic books or even the movies. Right, or really just even to... their attention span. Like, that could right. be fun for maybe – like, I'm talking about, like, maybe elementary. Yeah. Maybe, maybe middle school. Like, you might have an X amount of time. Maybe, like – I can't see a little kid working, working – wait online for four hours to, you know – Right, and then, like, the, some of it – you got to wonder how That's appropriate serious. is it. Like, Interview with the Vampire is not appropriate for a little kid. So why would you make that kid wait four hours on that line? Or They had one thing. We didn't get a chance to do it, but it was uh, it was an NBC had their own activation. And it was it was based off of Quantum Leap. But basically, the you've, if you've never seen Quantum Leap, he kind of jumps into different scenarios and realities or whatever. And he jumps into S- Law and Order. And the whole thing is you're walking through Law & Order SVU looking for clues. You're going to take a little kid on something where it's based on that kind of crime? It doesn't make sense. Right. I, I honestly don't think it's a trip for kids, although there were hundreds of, if not thousands, of little kids there. I don't not think worth it. It sounds like it's not really worth I don't it think to it'll be worth kids. It's too young anyway. Maybe I think so. and everything. I guess my last question about – like I said, I went to local cons. Today, I'm just like, – they're in the profit of making money in these places. Do they have like I'm sure they have food trucks? Are you allowed to have serve beer there? That kind of stuff or no? Um, so I didn't see any food trucks or things like that. They had like food courts in the convention center. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, it once you leave the convention center and you walk into like San Diego and that gas lamp area, all right. of the oh, restaurants right. okay. are themed for Comic Con at this point. They have Comic Con menus, so. We went to uh, a few restaurants there, and they had specific, like, comic book-themed food that they wouldn't normally sell. So that's kind of how you're getting your food. The, the NBC they, they, that made that Quantum Leap activation yeah. took over a restaurant right there, and they called it the – I don't know if it was the Quantum Cafe or the Quantum right. something or other. And it became a Quantum Leap-themed menu for the, for the weekend. Um, there was a, a little pop-up, like, bar across the street. They had beers and stuff you could buy there, but they also had comic books for sale in there. So they, they take over that whole area. So that's where okay, you Okay, so all right. Okay, I was just curious. So I guess be- before I talk about um, the con I went to, I was just curious, any exclusive information that you went to the con? Anything uh, up and coming that's, that would uh... – um, I mean, if you're into the comic books, they I went to a couple, like I said, those DC comic panels. And they had some really interesting stuff to say what's coming out in their, their future comic books, like their uh, – a new uh, Batman storyline called Gotham War, I think they said it's going to be called. Or, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike for actual comic books that often gets overlooked because everyone talks about the movies instead of the actual comics. Sure. But they're going to be doing some real cool stuff in, in both DC and Marvel. It, 
for me, I think it's a great time to be a comics fan, seeing what's coming out. I mean, I, I, I know it's not as cool or splashy as the comic book movies, but the actual comic books themselves right. have a lot of real fun stuff going on and coming out. Right. And you said it was kind of compromised experience because you know with the with the you know yeah. the writers, right, right, they couldn't even come to these panels, right? Yeah, they could be there. The comic book writers could be there, and those are the writers I was more interested in anyway. So for me, it didn't change what my experience would have been because I would have skipped yeah. the movie panels anyway. But for a lot of people that go there to see like the big Marvel release with the next Marvel movie and you know all those teasers, they weren't there, and I think that bummed a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah. And PJ, correct me if I'm wrong, just about Comic Cons in general. I think I mean I don't know when they started, maybe late '80s, early '90s. I don't know. You would know better. But is it you know when we think of Comic Con now, we think about this whole thing. Bang, you know, it's like a whole marching band is there. But right. it used to be just about comic books. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? That was it. There wasn't all this like. I mean, I'm sure people dressed up to a certain degree. Maybe they would. But it wasn't like it is now. No way. The comic book convention I went to was in the city. Um, I I think it was at, I forget where it was. It was a hotel. It was right across the street. What year? What year? Remember what year? I was young. I don't don't even know if we were in high school yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Either that or if if we were in high school, we were only in ninth grade, 10th grade. But I don't even think, I I think it was actually earlier than that. Um, And I went with my dad. Because what was I? I was a kid. Who else was I going to go with? And it was right across the street from uh, Penn Station. Um, I forget the hotel, but it was right there. And it was nothing like this. It was basically in the ballroom of a hotel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Just, that was the right. whole thing. It was just comic books, right? And it yeah. was just comic books, and you know, some vendors selling toys, and yeah, you know, we we did get to meet Adam West there. Um, oh, okay. They did have special guests like that, but. Even then, like Adam West was not a huge, huge um, yeah. star anymore. He was, he was almost like a has been, and then now with the resurgence, he almost yeah. it like revitalized a lot of those people. Yeah, but at that time, you're right. He was a nobody. He was like a has been. He was there with uh, with Burt Ward, um, and I think Frank Gorshin might have been there. And I was able to meet him. I got his autograph. It was very cool. But that was like the biggest star there. If your biggest star there was Adam West in the '90s, like what do we really? Not a very big star. And I think the other person that I saw there was uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Right, right, right. Like, they had some old, just has-been wrestlers. There was not a big movie, TV presence or anything like that. Because yeah. there really weren't comic book movies or TV shows at that point either. It had become a phenomenon, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, very cool, PJ. All right. Um, yeah, so, like, PJ, I want to kind of tell you my experience about Eternal Con. So, sure. folks who are listening, that's... You know, PJ and I are the Cool Kids Lunch Table is based in Long Island, New York. So um, this is, I'm sure every, I'm assuming every state must now must have their own kind of Comic Con. Oh, yeah. You know, whether maybe at their at their local college or whatever it is, or convention center. But this is at a, one of our colleges here. It's at Hofstra University at their, you know, um, I guess their sports center. And they turned it sports complex kind of thingy, and they turned it into this. So it was like 30 bucks to go in. It was my brother, um, and I went with my nephew who's about 12. So I think it was like 30, 30 bucks for each of us, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, so I'll just give folks what it was like. So like the, uh, it was like two floors. So the top floor was like they call it like Artist Avenue. That's where you have like all the artwork and you have local artists with their own thing and they have like funny like um, I don't know what they call. It. I guess it's like wacky art where you'll have like they'll draw like Darth Vader and he'll be like on the toilet bowl and be like use the force. So he'll be like you know obviously trying to push out a turd. But like they have like those kind of you know funny kind of things, um, you know custom or uh, you know artwork, and then in the bottom floor 
I guess is where you have like all the, like the comic books, the T-shirts, all that kind of stuff. And the bottom they had the, the Batmobile that we spoke to the guy. I took a picture with it, my brother and my nephew. He said it's actually the one from, um, uh, I think, Batman Returns, he said. so. Really? Yeah, that's had, awesome. He had, you know, well, Michael Keaton's autograph on it. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't think of his name. The guy who played Harvey Dent in 89, that one. Billy D. Williams. Oh, Billy D. Williams, yeah. Um, and I think he might have had um, Michelle Pfeiffer sign it, too. But awesome. yeah, yeah, that was really sick. You know, when I went to um, uh, the Warner Brothers Warner Brothers Studio Tour in California, they have a warehouse of all the Batmobiles and you know, because there's you know there's Batmobile A, B for certain shots. You have your yeah. ones at your showpiece, one for the nice shots, and ones for action scenes. So this guy didn't really get into it with us, but I'm assuming it's probably one of the B or C cars. But it was I mean it was immaculate. It was really nice. So. But, you know, my favorite Batmobile is actually the one from Batman Forever. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Batman Forever Batmobile. I think it's, I think that's underrated. I love that Batmobile. I can't get into those. I, my favorite ones are 89, and then uh, I love the uh, Tumblr from Dark Knight. I love those two. Those are my favorites. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And so, anyway, at the uh, downstairs of this con, they have, I call it Celebrity Row. So, this is where you have, like, Basically, you just what you know from forty bucks to maybe more seventy five, you get either an autograph or you get a selfie or both for a combined price. So some of the folks who were there was the Big Show, uh, the wrestler. I don't. Some of these people don't know their names. Uh, it was she's older now. The little girl from uh, Never Ending Story, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who, like pets the the dog uh, dragon thing. Uh, you had Gabriel from Walking Dead, you know. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he was, I didn't realize, those, I guess with television and movies, I mean, they do this purpose to make, it, to make them look taller, or, you know, I know his character, he played a priest, so he wasn't being this intimidating factor, but right. um, he was he was pretty short guy, you know, because I'm short, he was like, must have been like maybe 5'7", five, 5'8", five, oh my god, on screen, he looks very much taller. A lot of these actors are not as larger than life as they appear. Yeah. Except uh, for Big Show, who I've seen in person, he's a giant yeah. man. He was huge, folks, this guy was so tall that when he sat down he was the same height i was eye level with him i didn't get his autograph but i mean that's how that guy's like seven feet tall so he was huge he's gigantic huge. he's a big huge. dude huge um i don't know the actor's name i apologize he was in fantastic beast he plays like the uh the uh i guess i guess the muggle or his like he has no he has no wizard powers yeah he's, i know like, what you're talking uh, about he's like that's... the love interest for the girl with the red hair um, he's the best guy in the movie. Doesn't he own yeah, like a bakery or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's very charming. So he was cool. And I forgot he was in The Walking Dead too. But I, um, he was there. I don't know this actor's name, but he's in Pulp Fiction. He was the one when uh, he's the one who gets shot when Samuel Jackson says his speech, and he's you know like, oh look at the brains, oh look at the brains on Brad. Maybe it was <laughs> Brad. Uh, think about it now. Mm-hmm. And he was also in uh, Career Opportunities with um. Jennifer Connelly, he plays that character. I used to love that movie as a kid, and I think that movie got a resurgence because um, if you go on YouTube, you look up the song "Space Love Song" by A Flock of Seagulls. Someone edited that movie, like edit to that song, and it's has like you know millions of views. It's an awesome song. Check it out, folks. And that ending is great. Like Jennifer Connelly, she's beautiful. He was he was a good looking dude back then. Um, so and still is, I should say, because I saw him in person. So. Yeah, so, and I think the guy, the guy who, I mean, you had guys from the Warriors, you know, um, you had um, the movie, not the basketball team, <laughs> and, um, yeah, some Star Trek guys um, that are from, like, TOS, he was very old, I don't know his name, God bless him, 
Um, but I think the guy who had the biggest line, the longest line for sure, was Brett Spiner. He played Data from Star Trek. Yeah, the next popular guy if he's found. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's from the Warriors. I've seen them at other cons. Uh, it's, it's usually the same two guys that show up. And they charge a ridiculous amount of money to meet them. And I know they're there to make money, but on some of these guys, like, they have to... Look, I, I like that movie. It's a cult <laughs> classic. Yeah. But they got to know who they are. They got to be a little more realistic. I would not spend the amount of money... They were looking for... it when The last time I saw them, which was years ago, they were looking for 50 or 60 bucks just for an autograph, more if you wanted a picture. And it's like, do you... Who can, No one cares about you that much to want to... Yeah, that's... You, I was just about to say some of these stars, like... Like I actually wanted some of their auto, you know, autographs to take a picture, but it was just way too much. I want, I want to be like, look, I, I'm not, like you said, you're not worth that. I'm gonna be like, look, maybe like twenty bucks, I might have done it. You know, right. like, like you'll increase your volume. You know, like there's like let's say there's three hundred people there. I'm sure most of the people would have just done. Oh, it's the guy from Pulp Fiction, or it's the guy from the Warriors. What's you know at this point, what's twenty bucks? You know, it's fifty, sixty. It's crazy. Yo, yo no way. <laughs> when I when I went to New York Comic Con last year, I got a photo op with uh, with Tom Welling and Erica Durant, Lois and Clark from uh, right. from Smallville, and I think I paid a little over a hundred to get a photo op with two people who had a a much bigger impact than the guy from the Warriors, and yeah. to for it to only be like double the price of meeting the Warrior guy, like the Warrior guy's got a really Take a step back. Look, I, I'm not saying he's, he's probably a nice guy. Yeah, the no, movies yeah, yeah. were fun, but you know you're worth a little bit. I, I, that's like me going to charge someone fifty bucks to meet me. Like, who am I? It'd be the same thing. Yeah. No, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's funny because that leads us to my next thing because I got I got in trouble, PJ. I got in trouble at con. So Uh-oh. I was um, you know, look, I was taking pictures. You know, I was taking pictures. You know, my nephew. There was an Ecto one there, like an SUV version. The, you know, taking a picture of the Batmobile. You know, all kinds of crap. And so I was. You know, there's all these celebrities in front of me. And look, I I swear when I say this. I didn't like run up to them and like t- you know took a quick selfie. I didn't do right. that. I didn't like you know be like a paparazzi. I was just taking like you know I'm like this wasn't like look you're at a convention. I paid to come in there. They're not like eating dinner somewhere and I'm. Right. And, being disrespectful, I, I, I didn't, you know, so dude, I, dude, this girl, the security guard, this woman was going to tackle me, she's like, sir, sir, you know, like, I'm like, oh my god, citizen's arrest, I'm like, oh my, I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm like, it's like, you can't do that, I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's so, I'm like, all right. I wasn't like, like I said, I didn't run up to these people and like, you know, uh, right, it's like, dude, I was maybe like 30 feet, you know, from them, you know, like three yeah. basketball poles back, you know, and these were like, just, you know, like what you would take, like if you're at a Yankee game, just take right, right. the crowd, you know, but, but the funny thing is PJ though, here's the thing I don't get. So I wasn't allowed to do that. You know, I wasn't like taking a hundreds of each person. I took, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I did get a sneaky couple in, but, um, at that point the woman was watching me like a hawk. I'm like, there's other people. Look, I'm not a biggest threat here. Okay. And we have my brother, and my nephew, we're like walking around, farting around, you know, <laughs> but anyway, but these same stars, dude, on the top floor, there's also a panel stage where you talk and you can ask yep. questions. They didn't bother if you took pictures then. I want to be like, what was the difference? You know? So and it's not the stars that care. It's their handlers that make a big deal about it because the, the handlers know that's where the income is and they make a big fuss. 
when I was walking through uh, San Diego, and I didn't take a picture with him, although I probably could have if I had. There's a, a I saw Mark Bernardin, and Mark Bernardin is a a writer, and he does podcasts, and yeah, uh, he does a podcast with Kevin Smith that I listen to called Fat Man Beyond. But right, uh, but only that he writes a lot of TV shows that I like. Um, so I saw him, and I knew who he was, and he was just walking around the con. So I stopped him. I'm like, oh my god, you're Mark Bernard. I'm a big fan. You know, I, I like uh, I like the shows that you've written for. Yeah. He wrote for some Star Trek shows. Um, there was a show, and it, and I love the show, and I can't think of the name of it right now. It was on Hulu, or it was based on some Stephen King um, movies and books. Yeah. And uh, so I saw the guy, and I just I just stopped him and be like, hey, I'm just a fan. I appreciate your work, right? He was just like I said, walking yeah. down an, an aisle. And if I would have asked that guy for a selfie right there, he would have turned around and taken a selfie, and he probably wouldn't have thought twice. He was right. very friendly. Right. Um, and I am sure if he was sitting at his table or his booth and I tried to just snap a picture of him, the yeah. same thing would have happened. It's the handlers. Right. Because if that's exactly they, – the handlers get paid probably right. based on how much money these guys are making, so they don't want you to get a free picture. Right. right. But I wasn't even walking up to a table to take a photo. Right. Like, that was way – these are just like random yeah. candid, candid yeah. shots. Like I'm never going to get – like we said, I'm not going to take – I'm not going to pay to get the Warriors – you know, exactly. like this is a – you know, that was it. But um, PJ, let me ask you this question though. I'm just curious about this. Maybe you – I feel like you would know. So – Sir, I understand, like, maybe, like, they're not allowed to wear, like, I don't expect, you know, Brent, Brent Spiner to come in dressed up as Data. I understand right. that. However, sometimes I'm like, um, like, I don't know, what you want to, like, somewhat be, in, like, dressed in, like, in carry out, in character. Like, so, for instance, last year when I went to this, the Pink Ranger was there. Um, yep. Amy Jo Johnson. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't expect her to come out in her Power Range, you know, Rangers regalia, okay? Right. But you think maybe she wear like a pink T-shirt? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. So like, it some of these guys the I just feel like, you know, like I, I don't know. I just for me, if I was like, I don't know, if, like, I don't know if it's like, like the studio says you can't pose with like, like you know, like you can't wear a Star Trek shirt or something. Maybe that's they have a rule. I you think it's, it's really up to the person. Um, Jason David Frank, uh, rest in peace, Green Ranger. Yeah. Um, he went to almost every Comic Con in the in the world. And when what he would do is he would be at his table right. and he would have the helmet with him, right? Right, like, yeah. yeah. Maybe have a Green Ranger helmet like or a prop. Yeah, prop, yeah. And then if you signed up for his and you paid for his photo op, right? If you were going to pay him to take a picture yeah. with him, he would come in his full Ranger outfit. Okay, all right. So, yeah, yeah. And he would have the helmet off and you could hold the helmet in the picture and, and he would right. take a, a picture with you or, you know, so he'd be in the suit minus the helmet. So some of the performers and some of the actors and stuff will do that. Right. It, it really depends on the person. Right. Like I said, I'm not asking to dress up in their full wear makeup and do special, right. you know, you know, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. I just some of these people like those like they just roll out of bed. You know what I mean? Looks yeah. Like they, a lot of the wrestlers will like bring like the, the replica belts. Like if you were to go and meet, I don't know, Billy Gunn or something like that, he might have like a tag team title yeah, with them. A, yeah, lot of, like, a lot of the wrestlers will do stuff like that. Some of the but, Power Rangers bring their helmets or the morphers and things yeah. like that. Um, and then some of them, you know, they just show up in the, you know. But some, of these, and some of these, I don't know, if, you know, like I said, I want to pick. I mean, they had a long flight here. I don't know. It looks like they comb their hair with the grenade. It's just like, <laughs> like, I was like, what the, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, like, at least maybe wear like a college shirt or I don't know. You know, so, it's but, funny because you, you always feel like these actors have should have like these larger than life personalities. But a lot of the time, if it's not a script and they're not told what to wear, they're just like, you know. 
Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I was just curious. Like yeah. I, said, I guess I'm breaking balls. Kevin uh, Smith is pretty good with that because if you take a picture with him, a lot of the time he'll be in, like, the silent bob coat. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, there are people that do, I guess, kind of understand that the reason you're there to meet them is because of this role. So let me somehow yeah. put, bring that to the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. The guy who plays Data, like, if you're not Data, you're just a dude. No, he was no he he was I'm not picking on him. Yeah. He was fine. Like he wore like a like a nice collared shirt. He looked I'm talking about the other people there. Yeah. And they looked like they literally looked like they got shot out of a cannon. I mean that was like what happened here? You know? right. Um but anyway, but I remember one year I went they had Sonya Blade there, not the girl, not Bridget Wilson from the movie. They had the girl who for the video game, like when they used right, to right. Do body scan, like they used to whatever they do, Photoshop even yeah. to the game. But she was in her. She was God bless her. She was. She looked exactly. You know, she looked beautiful. She was in great shape. But and she was in her full uh, Mortal Kombat year. But um, I want to tell you these two other quick stories about this uh, thing. So I'll start with this one. So my my nephew, you bought some nice artwork. You know, I gotta say he has good taste for a little guy. He bought um uh he bought actually Scorpion like this poster of Scorpion uh, from Mortal Kombat actually. Um, it was really nice. Um. Nothing violent. It's just like kind of like a almost like a portrait of him. Right. And then he bought. Um. I think you would like this. He bought Rocky Four. It was a uh, you know oh, Rocky punching a draw. Really nice. But anyway, so we're at these different booths. So you ever say I don't know what they're called, but like you know those hologram things where it's like when you look at a one angle and like it could yeah. be like, actually it could be like maybe Batman all of a sudden he's punching yeah. him or if it's like you know maybe it's you know Superman look one way you see his face yeah. his face that has like glasses on. Mm-hmm. So there's one with Harley Quinn, right? I'm like, oh, this is cool. So, <laughs> dude, I walk up to this thing, and um, you know, I'm like, oh, it's cool. Look, look, look more like the, uh, like maybe the video game version, right. you know, of her. And so I'm like, this one angle, she's like, you know, she's got the, you know, the mallet, you know, she looks like she's about to swing. So I look from a different angle. She's topless, dude. <laughs> dude, I was, dude, I couldn't control myself, you know. Amazing. I don't know. I was just completely. And then my nephew, and he was like blushing, but. You know, the three of us and my brother, dude, I don't know why I thought that was, you know, because it was like, it wasn't like, I was not prepared for this. I just thought that was great, you know, and uh, I remember the vendor guys, they were getting a kick out of us, but I didn't take a picture of that or anything, but I thought that was really funny, man, because I was like, wow, because to tell you the truth, boy, my nephew, he was looking at it. That's how we discovered it, because, but he wasn't doing it because they're being appropriate, because we were just, you know, he likes Harley, he likes Batman a lot, so. We didn't, I don't know, maybe she's going to smash Batman's head or Robin's head. I don't know. So, dude, when we, like, looked, you know, moved it to a different angle, <laughs> it was, like, perfect comedy. And, like, there was no warning or it wasn't, like, in an X-rated section or anything like that. So, anyway, that was I have, a, I have a similar story like that. It was at New York Comic Con. And I don't remember the name of this booth at all, but it was kind of funny. I, I always go to the artist sections also. I like to right. buy the art. Mm-hmm. Or even if I don't buy it, I like to look at it. And I'm just going in and out of these booths. And there was this one booth, and it was a little bigger than the rest. You actually had to walk inside. It wasn't just like a table. You actually had to walk inside of the booth that they set up. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll I'll walk around. I go in there, and it's run by these two gay dudes right right there. And all the art that they they had that they drew were all the dude superheroes. Right, 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 right. Just like, (laughs) you know. Superman right. railing Lex Luthor, like Batman and Robin, just like not doing the things Batman and Robin usually do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin was definitely, you know, going down the bath holes, what I could say on the. Right. Right? It was, he went to the back. Like, what? Yeah. what did I just walk into? And 
the and, people that ran it were like the nicest people, and I, I actually spoke to them for a while. They were very entertaining. Right? Yeah. No. And yeah. I'm just fun. like, what on earth? Like, you just don't expect it. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's like another reason why I say maybe Comic Con shouldn't have all these little kids walking. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm just gonna have like, my outside, notes. It just looks like a regular artist drawing right. so, hero comic. So. That's a great segue because I'm going to say too. One of the things about Comic Con is, which any kind you go to, is, it's got to be the cosplay. Some people are so creative. One guy came out as like Venom and he had a uh, like these two dummies of like two Spider-Man, like one from one universe, one from the other. But he like he was like dragging them around. I feel like I had to kill them. I saw some right. awesome ones, but some of this stuff is like. Like you said, like, some of this is not child. Like, some of these girls, yeah. you know, like, not that I'm walking around like a horn dog, but, you know, they're basically wearing thongs, you they're know? nothing. You know, I'm like, I'm like, part of me feels like some of these people, I'm like, maybe there's a different convention for this stuff <laughs> in, in Vegas, you know? Like, I think, you know, obviously, you know, and guys, too, some guys were basically in, like, their underwear, too. Like, you know, I look, I don't, I'm not offended. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the spectacle. I would love to dress up at these things. The problem is, like, I don't feel like dressing up for hours. Like, I would definitely do exactly. face paint. I would love to paint yeah. my whole face. I, do, I love Halloween. I always paint my head and all this other crap. But I don't feel like walking around in the middle of the summer with all this crap with millions of people, you know? Which leads me to my next thing. It's like those memes. People got to bring deodorant. Poo. Oh my god. Poo. Yeah. Went, they had this one section of, of like video games, right? So my nephew wanted to play. I'm like, all right. I think it was like Marvel versus Capcom. So dude, these guys next to us, dude, I thought I, I thought my brother was gonna vomit. <laughs> like and I didn't want to like almost be rude. Yeah, I don't know, you know, like I didn't want to be like poo, you know. <laughs> so we dude, I must have like my nephew's actually very good at video games, but I was like, I I'm like you know, I guess it wasn't bothering him. He smelled it, but like, I'm like, dude, I gotta get out of here. So I beat, I'm like, I'm like, look, man, it, look, whoever wins this match, we gotta get out of here. So I, I beat him as fast as I could in that game. I think it was the fastest I ever beat him. He usually beats me now, but I, I was owning him just to get out of there. But it reeked. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the whole spectacle. I mean, that's what you go to Comic Con to. It's probably all the time. Like, it's fun meeting new people. You see people, you know, yeah. they're, they're dressed it's provocatively. Yeah. That's a part of the charm. That's the, that's what makes it fun too. Is you see all these wacky people are, are just just great characters themselves. They're characters, man. They're comic book characters. They're like comic book characters come to life. You know, just the personalities. Used to wear a mask, like a, the the the, <laughs> the stank of some of these people. When I <laughs> went to New York Comic Con, the first Comic Con back after um after COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, the best part of the mask was it blocked out the smell of some of these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's. Because there's a million people and everyone is sweating and it's just the stank is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it was good. Like I said, it was. It's you know, you see, I saw a lot of great costumes. It was funny, man. A lot of uh, you know, um, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of a lot of a lot of, lot of skin. You know, like I said, on, you know, on both sides. And so, but it makes it it definitely makes it a fun time. You know. Don't you want to ask like, aren't you cold? Like the air condition is on. You're not wearing anything. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Or just like some of these people, I see like the guys in the men room. Some of these guys are wearing like either nothing, or some are just wearing uh, like I saw you know I saw um you know uh a lot of people on their cars they had like a, a zipper you know you know yeah. by their, you know by their uh, by their crotch you know which was small. I'm like that's a great idea. Because <laughs> some of these people got wings, they got yeah. what they got you know all those kind of contraptions on them. But yeah, it was it was good. I saw you know folks if you have one in your town, go to it, check it out. It's just, oh, it'll be a great it's time. A, it's like a it's like imagine Halloween 
meets like I don't know, like almost like New Year's Eve when the ball's about to drop and everyone's yeah. like, like a pandemonium. That's the best way to describe it, you know? And it's like almost like maybe like Easter too. You're finding all these like goodies and Easter egg kind of things. It's, it's always a great so. time. I, I always, like I said, I always go to New York Comic Con at the Javits. I, I only ever missed one year. I've been going since that con started. The only year I missed um, was the year I got married. We happened to get married that weekend. I couldn't go. Um, that's the only time I've ever missed the New York Comic Con. It is. It's a spectacle. It's a show. But it's fun. Great. Mm-hmm. So, folks, before we cut loose, and thanks for listening. Um, uh, PJ, tell us some updates about your store real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's going good. I posted a little video the other day. I'm not sure if everyone saw it. It's on our Facebook. Um, but we're sorting through all the comics. Like I said, we found about 30,000-ish in, in the collection that we're going to be selling. So we're sorting through them. After we record today, our podcast, I'm going to go back over there and and continue to sort them. They're getting put in alphabetical order. The building itself, you know, the renovations that we had to do in the store, those are all done. Walls are all painted. Um, yeah, it's it's coming along pretty good. The uh, We found some cool comics in there. I found uh, an Invincible number one. I don't know if you watched the cartoon on uh, on Amazon Prime. It's great. Uh, that's one of my favorite uh, comic books that have ever come out. Like, usually the, the big superhero books come from Marvel and DC, but Image knocked it out of the park when uh, Robert Kirkman, same guy who does Walking Dead, created this character, Invincible, and it's one of my favorites of all time. And I found that. I forgot I even had that book in my collection. So that was, you know, right. that was cool. It's a little bit of reliving my youth, uh, right. setting the store up, because I'm going through all my old toys and comics to set everything up. And it's just like, I remember when I bought these things. I remember the, the storylines, the covers. and the, I found one comic book. I had written a letter to DC, and they published it in the back of one of the comic books. Oh, and I found that book, you know, so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm just, like I said, we're just sorting through all the books right now. It's a, a labor of love, but it, it's, it's coming along. I'm hoping to have a lot of this done within, within the next week or two and have an idea of maybe when we could really open after that. So I'm thinking sometime in September for opening, but maybe if we get lucky end of August, but probably September. Fantastic. Uh, very exciting. So yeah, so folks, we have a lot of things coming up for the cool kids lunch table. You know, PJ has the store, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of you know, uh, you know, in the future some uh, special guests that we're gonna have on the show. So thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, check out our past episodes too. If you go to our, uh, you go to our, uh, our Podbean. Uh, that's where we kind of host our. Um, our show so yeah check it out our back to future episode if you're really into that yeah um, and um we talk about another episode we talk about the turtles so if you're into this comic book kind of stuff check out our past episodes you'll definitely enjoy it and give us your thoughts you know comment on go to our instagram page we have a post for every new episode so drop us a comment or two or, or on our youtube also we post there let us know what you think of the episode let us know if you agree with what we're talking about you know if you have a comic-con experience let us know what your comic-con experience is yeah that'd be fantastic so, folks, you know where to find us. Uh, same time, same table. Have a great weekend. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com, for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get to tension.